Do errant actions derive from mistaken thoughts or does a lack of thought feed thoughtless actions? Think about the way you think. Greg Williams, the master negotiator and body language expert. Welcome to Greg Williams, the master negotiator and body language experts podcast. How to avoid these deadly negotiation mistakes. People don't realize they're always negotiating. The plan was to have one team member open the negotiation and wear down its opposition. At some point, a hand signal would indicate when a different member would assume the leading role. This group of negotiators was going to play a version of good cop, bad cop because they'd negotiated with their counterparts in the past and the negotiations had always been contentious. So when they planned the talks, they considered mistakes they might make and developed alternative actions to control their concessions. They felt very confident as they entered the negotiation. And then it happened. It occurred at the 37-minute mark in the negotiation. Their lead negotiator made a colossal mistake. He lost his composure, became irate, and missed the hand signal that was supposed to indicate a change in negotiators. Both sets of negotiators engaged in verbal altercations, which almost led to physical clashes. It's easy to make mistakes in a negotiation. They can occur for a multitude of reasons. Some stem from misperceived actions, but a lot emanate from what someone did not do. And those can be the trickiest of mistakes to address in a negotiation. Guard against your negotiation for being knotted up by observing the following knots. They're not in any order of priority. Number one, not realizing you're always negotiating. Good negotiators know they're always negotiating. That means they position themselves correctly to be perceived in a particular manner before the official negotiation begins. You'll lose positioning perception if you don't realize you're always negotiating. Number two, not planning sufficiently for pitfalls and diversions. You should prepare for negotiation to the degree you're committed to its outcome. Thus, by not planning effectively, you'll expose yourself to the whims of chance and luck, and that's a recipe for a less-than-stellar result. Number three, not checking-slash-managing egos. Many negotiations have met their demise due to the egos of the competing negotiators, and in some cases, the negotiators were on the same team. To safeguard your negotiation, remind everyone to keep their egos in check and be prepared to bring them back in line before someone's ego gets out of hand and wreaks havoc on the negotiation. Number four, not knowing the value proposition. The value proposition a negotiator has is the perspective he brings to the table about the value of what he's negotiating. Not knowing your value. No matter your offerings, you should recognize how the other negotiator perceives value. Because if he's negotiating with you, there's a reason he's doing so 
and you should know that reason. Not knowing the worth of your offering. Value is worth, and the perception someone assigns to worth is its value. If you don't understand how valuable your offering is to the opposing negotiator, you could be setting yourself up for a significant loss. You do that by leaving more value on the table than you receive. Not only should you know the importance of what you have, but you should also be careful about who sets that value because that'll determine its worth. Number five, not getting researched proof about assumptions. An assumption is nothing more than a guess. To improve your outcomes, research your ideas. Seek to verify what degree they're valid. Doing so will give you leverage to refute some claims and reinforce others. Number six, not considering phases of the negotiation. Hopefully, you wouldn't walk in dangerous environments without protection or support. And yet, By not considering where one phase of the negotiation leads, you could be moving into dangerous territory without protecting yourself. Moving without intent can leave you vulnerable to your negotiation counterpart. Always know the purpose of your actions and where they may lead when making offers and concessions during your negotiation. Number seven, not closing correctly to prevent backdoor escapes. Depending on its outcome, a negotiator may not like a deal. If so, he may seek ways to improve it later. That's why you must confirm the covenants of the negotiation at its conclusion. You should also be aware of how the other negotiator appears as he's responding to his understanding of what he and you will do next. If you sense any apprehension, address it sooner than later. Number eight not recognizing others you're negotiating against. Some negotiators fall prey to the ploy of thinking they have a deal and later discovering someone else has to make the final approval. At the beginning of your negotiation, verify that the other negotiator has the authority to conclude a deal and inquire about those that are not at the negotiation table on whose behalf he may be negotiating. Don't be blindsided by, oh, I forgot to tell you that I have to get approval from Miss Jones. Number nine, not using leverage properly. Leverage gives you the ability to exact more influence in a negotiation than the capacity you possess alone. The opportunity to use it always exists. Once you identify it to give it more potency, apply leverage when it gives you the highest return. To do otherwise, is to weaken its value. Number 10, not projecting the right demeanor. When you're negotiating, you're role-playing. That means you should cast an effect that affects the behavior best suited for the talks. Doing so correctly enhances your negotiation efforts. To project the correct attitude, don't under or over-position yourself. Thus, the best persona should be one that assists you in reaching the goals you have for the negotiation. Number 11, accepting a statement slash offer and not assessing its premise. If I tell you a story, will you believe it? Your answer depends on the narrative, your belief system, and whatever additional information you choose to make your assessment. 
And that same thought process is what you should undergo before accepting someone's premise as a truth. By not challenging someone's statement, you exclude the possibility of other thoughts, offers, or solutions to a problem. Be careful of what you accept as the truth. Everything that glitters is not gold. Reflection. So many mistakes can take a negotiation in the wrong direction. By observing the knots mentioned, you can keep your negotiations from nodding up. In so doing, you'll avoid the traps that ensnare most talks, and everything will be right with the world. Remember, you're always negotiating. Thank you for listening to today's session of Greg Williams, the Master Negotiator and Body Language Experts podcast. If you'd like to leave a comment, please do so by sending us an email at greg, G-R-E-G, at the, T-H-E, master, M-A-S-T-E-R, negotiator, N-E-G-O-T-I-A-T-O-R, dot com. You can also reach me at www.themasternegotiator.com. And give us a like if you appreciate the content that you've heard in today's session. Until the next time on the next episode, remember, you're always negotiating. Goodbye for now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.